This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's time we have the talk on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, it's time to have the talk about. Michael Jackson music. Well, yeah, this is actually a really, I think this is going to be a very interesting conversation. Feel free to join our conversation, by the way, 651-641-1071 or email or tweet. You guys know how to get in touch with us. But the thing Colleen and I have wanted to talk about for a while, we've actually talked about this more than once Mm -hmm. um, throughout the years, because here's the thing. We've known that Michael Jackson's uh, legacy is mm, troublesome mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. Most recently, obviously, we're talking about it because of finding or leaving Neverland. Correct. And um, it really, we thought, was a perfect opportunity to have the conversation that other people have been having, too. Do we continue to listen to Michael Jackson's music? Now, a lot of you may say, well, that's dumb. Of course you listen to Michael Jackson's music. But I don't know if that's a dumb question. Uh, you know, when you start to think about it, That's the conversation we wanted to have, and I think it's a perfect time to do it in light of the fact, Colleen, this doesn't affect us. We don't play Michael Jackson music because we don't, A, play music very often, and if we do, it's usually in and out, and it's like the latest stuff, so Michael Jackson's not going to appear on our station, really, that I'm aware of. Right. But other stations are canceling uh, Michael Jackson from their rotation, so that is something, again, people are having conversations about, and I don't know where you come at this from. But let's have that conversation. I, I think that there are cases to be made, and I just find it to be a worthy, uh, a worthy conversation for anyone who considers them a f- considers themselves to be a fan, or has it any? Yeah, has person it any with a troubled past? Yeah, or, or, or present? Present? Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's because I think we th- we've we've had this conversation certainly about. Um, movies recently yeah. about seeing Weinstein movies that Kevin Spacey is Kevin in Spacey. that kind of thing. And I will just tell you up front, I have not arrived at a definitive conclusion um, because I kind of go back and forth about it. There are certain things that I'm cautious of. One of them being, I don't know that I would purchase Michael Jackson music right now um, because I don't know that I really want to fund the estate but then I would have to spin out, you know, what all the things that would end up pr- benefiting the estate of Michael Jackson. And the reason why that would be a concern for me, of course, is because they're so they're trying to be so protective of the estate that the people who are managing the estate, a.k.a. his family, are not really being, I don't know, open or kind about these allegations that these men have made. 
So that's like my first stop on the train. I, I think, honestly, if you're having thoughts about it, that, that says something about what, what kind of person you are. And I think it means you're a generally a good person if you're having thoughts, if you're conflicted in some way about listening to Michael Jackson. But um, and I also think it's fine to sit in a gray area. You and I don't. There's no need for us to make a definitive you know, ruling on is it OK to mm-hmm. listen to Michael Jackson uh, music. I would not buy Michael Jackson music, but that's easy for me to say. I don't buy music. Right. Unless it's new and it's from someone I am obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And even then, I have to be really obsessed. Right. Um, because if it's available to me on some streaming service, that's where I'm going to listen. Am I going to type in the words Michael Jackson onto Google Music or on Spotify? No, because I'm just not in a place where I want to listen to Michael Jackson music at mm-hmm. this point. All of the the conversation about Michael Jackson has, of course, not, you know, like sometimes you talk about somebody and you're like, oh, I want to go back and relive that experience. That is not something I'm comfortable doing right now. Right. And I imagine it's a very similar response. Not I imagine. I know it's a very similar response to the one that we had about Bill Cosby. I am not saying I would never watch the Cosby show again, because I think that maybe is a little bit easier for me to deal with, that I don't feel so uh, concerned about Bill Cosby. Uh, or the Cosby show, like enjoying that part of my past because it was a collaborative effort. It wasn't just Bill Cosby. So I don't feel like I'm bathing in the personality that was guilty right. of doing horrible things. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Whereas no, Michael Jackson listening to, to the Off Cosby the Wall show. is just going to make me think like, wow, you, you're doing those things. So that's, you know. that's sort of where I come down. I don't think either of us probably have a definitive black and white black or white um, yeah. opinion on the matter at right. this point. Let's go to the phones. Megan is on the line. Hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi. So I was just saying we had a conversation about this last night, even relating to like R. Kelly, because I love that song Ignition. And it's like, I'll probably never listen to that song again because he's just such a scumbag. Right. But I think it's harder with Michael Jackson because he is, such an influencer and has influenced so many musicians that I think it's going to be really hard to get away from his music. But in the climate we're in, I for sure am not going to be putting his stuff into iTunes and wanting to listen to it because I just am having a really difficult time getting that personal side out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Megan, thank you for your call. I will say she related it to R Kelly and that song ignition. Um, and and I feel this way about both that song by R. Kelly and the entire catalog of Michael Jackson, not the entire catalog, but you start to hear lyrics differently when you have a different view of the person. We well, and, you know, frankly, dark humor mm-hmm. is rife in the prep area. And I think it was a couple days ago where we just went through like the greatest hits of Michael Jackson. We're like, oh, my God, these are all like to just say the words out loud yeah. of some of his hits seem inappropriate in light of, you know, what the Leaving Neverland documentary exposes. When you suddenly realize, you know, I here's the thing, like as an artist, amazing. The music, I loved it. When you put it in the context of what he may have been thinking about when he was singing those lyrics, ish. Well, right? You just get that icky feeling. I want to I want to um share something with you that Rose McGowan, who's one of the most prominent voices of the Me Too movement, you know, mm-hmm. uh what she said about Michael Jackson and I thought this I cuz I was ready when I saw that she spoke about it that she was going to be sort of um 
I don't know. I, I just had an opinion about what she was going to say before I saw what she said. Mm-hmm. But what she said, I thought was actually interesting. She said, quote, I'm uh, and she was speaking to fans of Michael Jackson. And she said, I'm sorry, your hero was a bad man. And she went on to say, it doesn't mean that you can't listen to and enjoy his music. You just have to understand that people are complex and that this person had a particular complexity that hurt a lot of others. Now, that to me just seemed like a very nuanced uh, way of responding or reacting to -hmm. that particular dilemma. I think a lot of people felt she said, why would anyone want to come out and expose themselves to so much hate if they weren't? trying to regain some control in their own life control that had been robbed and stolen. And she was speaking there about the uh, victims, right? Mm-hmm. But again, I thought that was a very measured way of coming at this issue. And, you know, cause I think some people want to make it as simple as um, you can, or you can't do this. And I think probably for a lot of people, it's going to be a really uh, struggling gray area. You know, I, I think about that point that she made when I think about the the way people argue on Michael Jackson's behalf when they talk about all the good he's done in the world. Uh, you know, they'll say things about like, look at what he did for children. Like financially, he was paying people's medical bills, et cetera, et cetera, as though those behaviors excused any bad behaviors. I think about it in the same way that people are not all good or all bad. Nobody that you know is all good or all bad. People have good facets to them and maybe not so good facets to them. Everybody does. And maybe it's balanced a little bit differently. And Michael Jackson did bad things. As far as we know, he did very bad things. But there were some actions that he did that were also good. And so, you know, to, to kind of put all of that together and and figure out kind of how you're going to react to his art is a very normal and natural process to go through. I also think, though, and, you know, just uh, um, to what you said, you know, that people are complex and complicated. And I think it's very important to have that conversation because I think all too often we just sort of throw things away or make things very simple and um, superficial. At the same time, though, I keep coming back to with Michael Jackson when people say things like, but look at all the good that he did. Look at all the inspiration and all of the things that he did for children. And I want to, and my reaction to that is, um, he did that so that he would be able to do all those other things. Right. Honestly. And um, he even used people's creep factor because I think it's interesting. Michael, the way we react to Michael Jackson tells you very much about the way we are dealing with complicated things in society. So you'll remember back when Michael Jackson was alive, there were actively, it was not uncommon. In fact, in Leaving Neverland, one of the kids that befriends Michael Jackson says uh, that kids would say to him, Michael Jackson's weird. Mm -hmm. So even in the 80s and 90s and beyond, Children knew that there was something creepy about Michael Jackson. Now, a lot of people would have said that's not fair. That's stereotypes that people have about, you know, like Mm -hmm. there was like this weird, like um, stereotyping that was going on. But yet 
underneath that, there was an awareness that something wasn't right. And yet people like you and I, adults at that time, were perfectly comfortable letting this grown ass man Mm -hmm. do all of these things that today we look at and say, oh, my God, there is no way that we would ever do that. And and now. You know, now we're sitting in a place where we're able to see it um, through different eyes And it would be easy to sort of, you know, wipe everything he's done off as, you know, creepy and horrible. Again, like I just think it's important to to see those complexities. But I also think that those complexities aren't going to give us good answers. They're not going to make us feel better because, like I said, at the end of the day, he did a lot of good. But I think a lot of the good that he did was in service of the the bad things that he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't think you can say you know, well, he just loved children a lot so much that like, I don't, that's, that's like a creepy sleepy, uh, slippery slope that I don't right. think um, I'm comfortable going down. Right. I mean, it is, it just, all of this just speaks to how we wrestle with people, with, yeah. with our, the artists that we listen to, the things we choose to, to bring into our lives and into our atmosphere. Nobody is, it's not black and white, as you said. Um, it's not, you know, either all good or all bad. There's all this muck in the middle that we just have to dig through and wrestle with. And that's kind of part of what we're doing as we talk about what we saw when we watched Leaving Neverland, what we heard, what we experienced when we saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Um and and how we're going to kind of go forward with this new information, yeah. right? And this is like, I don't know, the 10th time we've had to do this in the span of 12 months um, because we've talked about a lot of really difficult things that have happened in Hollywood. And it's very easy to look back and say what we should have done differently or what we can do going forward in terms of Michael Jackson. Um, but at the end of the day, the thing I keep bringing away from all of these issues, whether it's, you know, the Me Too creepers, uh, Michael Jackson, whatever, whatever particular issue like this that we've dealt with, that maybe one of the takeaways, the most important takeaways could be that we don't elevate people to the point at which they are not required to follow the same rules and expectations mm-hmm. that you and I and every other human being in society. I'm, I'm painting a very broad brush, but I think what we have what we have allowed celebrities to do is something we actually have control over. Mm-hmm. And so that that is always to me a very important God. Now we're getting into like self-help territory. But I think the best thing you can do is sort of look inside yourself and figure out what you can learn and grow from mm-hmm. an example like this. Like, what do I have to do with Michael Jackson and all right. this? Well, not anything directly, but certainly indirectly. I think the takeaway is that we've given far too much leeway to, you know, people um, that we've deemed, you know, that level of celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. uh, To get away with stuff. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That no other human being would be allowed to. Uh, yeah, I felt like the whole documentary was a PSA for that exact thing. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese with a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth Reese. Hi, friends. Nice to be with you. And also with you. There's a lot of uh, troubling news, and so I thought I would just start with something that I know you will be interested in. Zac Efron's latest love. Mm. Nobody loves Zac Efron more than you two. It's lies. Mm -hmm. Well, we broke up with him, um, so our relationship with him is suspicious. All right. Well, listen, he's dating an Olympian, Sarah Bro. Mm. She's a swimmer. Bloop. She's 23. They sparked romance rumors after being seen together multiple times in recent months. They were recently spotted at a fitness class. And then they were sitting next to each other during a UFC fight, which, boy, you either like UFC or you don't. I can't even walk into a room it's kind where of UFC fighting is on. And then others will say these are the best athletes in the world, which I guess both can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. They can be the best athletes in the world, and I cannot even handle to look at it. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, these two are not overly publicly affectionate, but doing very well but together. But yet somehow exclusive details are being dropped to people in Us Weekly. Mm, interesting. Mm. Anyway, she's darling. So way to go. Um, okay, let's move on and talk about some interesting television subscriber news. Nearly three million pay TV subscribers cut the cord mm-hmm. Uh in 2018 Mm -hmm. that's double the 2017 total this is really fascinating because it shows that the way that we are watching tv is totally changing and cable cable providers have got to be shaking in their boots trying to figure out are they going to be the next blockbuster because as you probably know there is only now one blockbuster Mm -hmm. store remaining and that is because people got tired of being overcharged for things and blockbuster didn't move with the times quickly enough and that's exactly what has happened with cable people are just overpaying too much oh my gosh over the monopoly well and they weren't thinking through the you know, the the changes like Blockbuster, you know, remember Red people still go to get DVDs and movies, That's right? True. Mm-hmm. They go to Redbox. Yes. They go to Redbox. Yes. yes. Well Blockbuster could have been at the forefront of that, but their myopic, you know, thinking mm-hmm. kept them from doing so and then forced them to go belly up. It's really interesting. Direct TV and Dish Network suffered the bulk of the losses, a collective two point three six million in twenty eighteen, including yours truly. And uh the TV losses, the net pay TV losses since the peak year of twenty twelve have totaled about ten million subscribers, which has of course been offset by this significant growth in what they call skinny TV packages, which are things like Sling TV, YouTube TV, Hulu. I mean, all those things that we're doing to get the content that we want, but at a cost that's not as high as what a cable TV package would offer to us. I'm telling you, it's too little too late. I mean, they probably are quaking in their boots and they're probably going to roll out something meant to entice us back to them. The time that they should have had their eye on this ball was like two years ago. Well, and you know, I think the problem was not being transparent in terms of pricing. Mm -hmm. I mean, consumers get smarter where 
I mean, I know personally, this is how I felt. I never knew what my bill was going to be. And then when I would call and they would say, okay, I'll give you this price. I never knew how they were getting that price. Right. And then a few months later, it would be back to the other price. And I am or saving higher. now over $100 a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that is real money, honey. That's not like 10 bucks. That's yeah. a lot of money yeah. that we I am no longer just spending. $175 a month. And now we pay $35 a month for the exact, and you well, have very almost little the exact same service yeah. now that we have like a DVR function. I so. know. I know. It's really, it's interesting. So we'll have to see what they do to try to um, get subscribers back or if it's going to be too little too late. Like you said, Colleen, mm-hmm. it might be. Uh, Jason Priestley posting about the loss of Luke Perry for the first time and he posted on Instagram just some really cute pictures, um, a picture of the the two of them together in like their oh heyday in the nineties, and when they were Brandon and Dylan on Beverly All those Hills. Jawlines and eyebrows. Oh my gosh! Um, he said. Uh, Jason Priestley said, it has taken me a couple of days to figure out how to write this. My dear friend of twenty nine years, Luke Perry, was one of those truly special people who really cared. Luke was not only a star, he was an incredibly bright light that was extinguished far too soon. And that is why I and so many others are in so much pain today. It's really been, I think, wonderful to see just the unilateral love for Luke Perry and how people just loved being around him. Well, and it just goes to show when you're a good person anywhere, whether it's Hollywood or anywhere, um, you know, people will react in a way that reflects what a great person you were. I know. I mean, you've literally not heard a, a bad story about Luke No, Perry. and I'm sure he wasn't a perfect human being, but boy, I mean, it seems like everybody who worked with him really It loved looked him. like he was the kind of person who was trying to do good more often yeah. than anything. I got it. Yep. All right. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Elizabeth Reese. Uh, when we come back, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. I'm going to pretend you, I know. I'm just going to pretend you didn't say that. We're going to move on to do uh, a little game on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, girl. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. It's the 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second on the phone today, Colleen. We've got Kelly on the line, and what is Kelly playing for? Kelly is playing for tickets to see Mamma Mia at the Chanhassen Dinner Theatres. All right, you ready to play? Yes. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. What is the name of Han Solo and Chewbacca's spacecraft? The Millennium Falcon. Queen Elizabeth II just made her first post on what social media site? Instagram. Middle Earth is the setting of what book and film series? Uh, the Lord of the Rings. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Grumpy Bear and Good Luck Bear are what kind of characters? Care Bears. <gasps> Yay! Yay! You're going to get some Chan Hassan chicken. Thank you. <laughs> Congrats, and you get to go see Mamma Mia. Congratulations, Kelly. Have a great time. That's our 30-second mm. pop culture challenge. Mm-hmm. We play it every day right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. We'll do it again tomorrow. And now that we're done playing that fantastic fun game, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. 
Our first blind item mystery to solve has to do with the following, Colleen and Bradley. Please listen carefully. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't fit into the spin this reality family is filming right now. So they are the ones who are telling their in-the-pocket media tabloid that the athlete has not moved on, which he already has. Uh-huh. Oh, God, this is just so delightful. I Tell know, us I love more it. about the Kardashians and Tristan Thompson. And which media outlet? Oh, Team to the Z. TMZ. Yes. All right. Here's your blind item filled in. It doesn't fit into the spin that the Kardashians are filming right now. So they're the ones who are telling TMZ that Tristan Thompson has not moved on, which he already has. I'm telling you, the more hands they have in the cookie jar in this story, in any of the stories they're trying to manipulate us with, the more likely it's going to be that the ball's going to get dropped somewhere and they're there's too much damage control having to happen. They're going to be exposed. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The Kardashians are in danger of full exposure. Yes. Well, and we've already exposed them fully. I know, but like we, our voices are only so loud. Our voices are loud enough and the world needs to share our voices because frankly, there's going to be a day when all this breaks and people are going to be like, wow, it's like we never had an idea. And we're going to be sitting here going, we told you, bitches. And uh, you had one chance to listen and you didn't. And now the earth is dying. Do we get to cackle when this happens? Yeah. Okay. But not for very long because of global climate change. Oh, okay. Understood. Oh, so we're on a timeline here. Mm-hmm. Jeez. We got to hurry up Sorry on that. Room down. It's going to mm. snow afoot this weekend. Bye. Okay. Here's your next blind item to solve, Colleen and Bradley. Okay. Let me read it to you. Here's how it goes. This A-plus, A-list, mostly movie director ditched the studio companion assigned to him and got hammered while out of the country this week. Ooh. Okay. A movie director. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. No. It's a movie director who was out of the country and got hammered. Is he also uh, an actor? Yes. Does his name start with a B? Yes. Ben Affleck. Oh. Ben Affleck. Yikes. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Yes. Let me fill in the blank for you. Ben Affleck ditched his studio companion assigned to him and got hammered while out of the country this week. Oh. That's weird that he describes him, uh, Crazy Days and Nights, describes him as an A plus a minus or a plus a list, mostly movie. Yes. Director. Now I will tell you that there are several other names. I'm guessing Bradley Cooper is one of them. No. Oh, because isn't he sober? I have no idea. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But this has nothing to do with him. OK, fine. Now, there are other names I will tell you. Somebody said Quentin Tarantino. Somebody else said Brett Ratner. So I mm. yeah. Mm. Okay, well, I mean, you know, well, somebody fingers was out crossed. Of, somebody was out of the country drinking. Somebody was out of the country drinking, drinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I be drinking. That's true. Not, not you. No, that's actually not true. No, that was Just a like song the, lyric. Yeah, I know. That's a song. Yeah. Here's your next blind item. I don't know if you guys did this one or not. You could have because I was gone last week, so there's a little bit of overlap. But this one is confirmed. Okay. All right, here we go. This A-list mostly movie actor and his A-minus B-plus list actress X made sure that a paparazzo was around to capture their meeting because they both know it will make the tabloids and give them some publicity. Publicity. Oh. Okay, so we're looking for an A-plus actor. 
Yes. And an A minus list wife. Yes. She has high name. Yes. High name recognition. However, her resume lately skews more towards the B plus list area. Okay. Okay. Mm hmm. Yeah. You got anything there, trainer? No, do you? Uh, Do they have kids? Okay. Yes. And are the kids human? Okay. Now you I just, I, I just Last don't, time I checked. I just don't have so any the, ideas. The person again, the man is a what now? A plus. A plus yes. List. He's a plus list. He has won <sighs> some Oscars. Okay. He's a household name. So is she, but she's just not doing as oh, much lately. Oh. oh. Mm. Durr. Brad, Panda, Angelina, Jolene. I mean, that was actually a really good guess, though. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Are we... Is he... Okay, he's a movie actor. Yes. Okay. Oh. oh. Go ahead. Tom Cruise? Uh, no. They haven't seen each other in forever. Yeah, but it's A-plus. Come on. Yeah. I know, like, how many A-plus can there be? Oh, no. Oh, this is really difficult. Brad? No, I was going to say George Clooney, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah, because they're married. Uh... Um, oh my gosh, Holly's giving me eyes and it's not helping. It's actually making it worse. The wife, Are we close? The, in, well, kind of the ex-wife, she's been active on Instagram lately. She does cutesy things on Instagram. She likes to dress up. She likes to be friends with Martha, Martha Stewart. Oh. oh, Johnny Depp? No, no. Johnny Depp does not is like it, to be Is friend- it Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner? Yeah, oh, okay. the on you. Uh, Got it. Uh, see, I just totally was ignoring him. Because I thought we just had one about him, so we wouldn't double dip, but we did. Sometimes you got to double dip, okay. right? Okay. Well, yes. Okay. Let's fill in those All right. blanks. So, the, so Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner made sure paparazzi were around to capture their meeting because they both know it will make the tabloids and give them some publicity. Oh, God. They're really good at playing the tabloid game, well, Ben yeah, Affleck and Jennifer Garner. She's very good at doing nothing and getting a lot for it. I right. Mean, I, I am, and that's not a, that is not a beef or a, Aspersion. That's not a criticism. That that's been, a that I've cast. It's an observation. That's, yes. That's just like she's really good at making something out of nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do some videos on my instes and make tens of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. and also get your Capital One card or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like her dad. Where did she get all? What did those lucrative uh, sponsorships come from? I think there are. There's actually some pretty good essays about. Jennifer Garner's celebrity and that she appeals to a broad audience and people relate to her. Mm -hmm. And so advertisers look at that and they want Jennifer Garner to be their spokesperson. You know, what's interesting to me about Jennifer Garner, and I I don't know what to owe it to. It could just be her darn dimples. She's got this cuteness to her that is not overly glamorous. So she looks like somebody you'd be with at the grocery store. Well, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. That's the appeal. Exactly. And so she, and so that's, you know, when you say she appeals to a broad market, it's because we feel like we resemble her in some way. Yeah. You, she looks like somebody you'd see in the carpool line where, you know, like Sophia Vergara does not look like anybody I'd be next to at the grocery store or in the carpool line. Both valuable, valuable personas to sell things. Totally. But, but there isn't, there really aren't a lot of celebrities like Jennifer Garner in that regard. Cause she does just look like girl next door. Right. Even more than like a Reese Witherspoon. 
Yeah, that's but, my take on. I her. mean, I appreciate that. I just think there's got to be something else that she's done that others haven't done because, like, again, if she's just kind of the like everybody, then what makes her the somebody that people mm-hmm. are willing to write checks to? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, valid question. When we come back, thank you by the way for those lovely blind items, Holly Roberts. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. The Cobra Gang must investigate. Yeah, we got a mystery to solve, kids. Mm-hmm. We're going to do just that. Uh, it has to do with Zach Efron. After this on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. I told Colleen to shut it. But she won't. I'm just kidding. Colleen Lindstrom, I'm Bradley Trainer. You can open your mouth again. Oh, come on. Did you get laryngitis <laughs> over the break? No, Bradley told me to shut my mouth, so I decided I would do it. Uh, but this is the Colleen and Bradley Show. Shut your mouth. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and we fancy ourselves uh, gum shoes, do we not? <laughs> shoes of gum. Yes, and uh, we like to solve mysteries, and we like to call ourselves the Cobra Gang. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Woo. Okay, Zach Efron is in headlines, and we need to figure out huh. why. Because whenever I start to see whiffs of a celebrity name pop up in headlines, you guys aren't paying attention, and you turn into uh, tune into us every day, and you hear us talk about things. But see, we got a keen eye on those tabloid machines. Mm-hmm. And uh, when names pop up, peep poop, pop poop, peep, uh, I ask myself, self, why are they putting that name in the headlines? Um, because, for example, People Magazine, Us Weekly, they're very often victims or receivers mm-hmm. of uh, publicity attempts by uh, celebrities. Yeah. So what I mean is, in the case of Zac Efron over the last few weeks, well, actually, it's been like a couple weeks. I've started to see that he's dating someone again. Hmm. Headlines about him dating someone. And today we've gotten this headline. So we have now re- achieved uh, a new level. A new yeah, stage. so it's gotten now, you know, we were hearing rumors, maybe. Yeah, it was like little, whiffs. Like, yeah. is Zac Efron oh. dating someone? Mm-hmm. Today, quote, exclusive, it's official, Zac Efron is dating Olympian Sarah Bro. What do you, what I don't up, even bro? know what a what Sarah a bra. Sarah Bra Sarah 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 who's she she is an Olympian an Olympian swimmer and apparently these uh, over the last couple months there have been these rumors about them being romantically linked hmm. well that's fine like I don't Zach Efron's entitled to date whomever he wants now that we've broken up with him he is a grown ass man yeah. he can do what he wants he can do what he wants. But I I'm not find it very curious whenever I start to see somebody like Zac Efron have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? No, I was asking you. Oh, because I don't know if I, I don't want to give you the wrong answer right now. Okay, well, there is no wrong answer. You're a smart person. Well, I why would like why do we talk about Zac Efron's dating life? Because he's got a movie coming out. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, because he's an actor. And that's one of the ways a young single actor can get his name in headlines is to be attached to a particular romantic interest. Exactly. Right? It helps build interest in the person 
which when they are about to promote a movie, as you just said, mm-hmm. helps sell tickets. Right. Right. It's because, really that easy. Because then there's a visibility that isn't pushing the movie directly. So you're not feeling marketed to. You just have him top of mind. And you kind of don't. The average person doesn't know why they all of a sudden have Zac Efron in their head. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, he's doing beer pong with uh, Jimmy Fallon on the, the late night television tonight show. It's a little shorter than that. Yeah, but just, what I'm saying yeah. is, you know, so that's where we're headed, I think. But we yes. have reached, I have two questions for you. Yes. There is a right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Here's the first question. Uh-huh. Is Zac Efron dating Sarah Bro? No. Oh, okay. That's the correct answer. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Why say you? Because he's never really dating anybody that Thank they you. rumor him to be Why? dating. Because he's been pining he's after me. He's in And you. Thank you. But I own his clothes. So he really wants me to. He hold wants him. his clothes back. <laughs> yes. No, he's dating us. Uh, that's fine. I'll share. Um, but he, yeah, uh, no. But what, what was I saying? Now I got. I is he really Zac dating Efron her? We said no because he never really is dating anyone. Yes. Notice all of the women that have been in his past have never really truly. We haven't felt that these relationships have been real. No, there's not nothing once ever. Never. And it's there's a lot of like him, uh, Alexandra Daddario or mm-hmm. whatever her name was. Daddario. Did da, 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 not, not his Zep, girlfriend. Efron, right. That's all we know. Uh, that's all we know. Um, and then there was that yoga one that Rami Malek. That they were he on was dating Remy Wow, Sammy Miro. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Miro. Yeah, that wasn't real. Faces. But even um, Vanessa Hudgens. There's all po- signs <laughs> like, point that's to not, not real. happening. Sarah Hudgens or Sarah Hudgens. Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Sarah. Who is that? No, it's this girl From down Cincinnati. the street. She uh-huh. was at Kinko's. Yeah. <laughs> she met Zach one day when he brought in. Some menus to be is laminated. There even a, menus? Is there even a Kinko's anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> that entire thing you just said was from the nineties. You're welcome. Um, Tune okay. into our show later today when we do talk about the nineties. It's but, true. Um, but no. So he is now being linked to her, and you answered the first question correctly, which is they're not actually dating. Okay, so that begs the second question mm-hmm. that I have. Mm-hmm. Then why are we talking about them dating? Well, because. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. The Ted Bundy movie that he's starring in. I don't like the name of it, first of all. Yeah, That's too words. many words. So the Ted Bundy movie that he's playing Ted Bundy in um, is like due to be released like soon. Now, I was actually trying to do the... Um, I was trying to do the research on when exactly that's coming out. It's hard to say because the re- the official release date was January 26th, 2019. That was for awards contention for, purposes. Yep, for Sundance. And all it will say about when it will be released on Netflix, which is where it's going to be, uh, is that it'll happen in late 2019. Okay, so... so but that doesn't mean... And I don't know, have we looked at his IMDb lately? Oh, good call. Uh, let me just pull that up here. Because very likely there are some other projects. So here's the thing. Here's what we know about Zac Efron. Okay, I've got it all planned out. I don't know if he's gay or not, but he is not in a place where he wants to have a relationship for whatever reason. Maybe he's a robot. Maybe he's an alien. Maybe he's gay. One of these options. Yep. Entirely likely. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he's not going to be having a legitimate. Or here's the other thing. He could have an actual relationship happening, but it's somebody so ugly that um gosh i hope it is never cover it guys i have a secret to tell Uh you 
What? Are you dating Zach Efron? I mean, you know. Stop it. What's your for real? That was my real secret. Okay. Oh, I thought you'd found something else out. No, I haven't oh. found anything out. But what but I'm I saying is whatever the reality yes. is, is not a reality that is is going to happen in tabloids. Otherwise, it already would have. Right. right? Therefore, we need to like I can hear his PR people. Stop going, hitting yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do that often. He just often. gets very upset with the way we get no, fooled. I, 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 I can see the publicity person like, hey, Zach. So here's the thing. You got a movie coming out in 2019, late 2019. So uh, we need to get uh, people talking about you. And um, I know your uh, dating life's not going anywhere right now. So I uh, got this lady. Her name is Sarah Bro. And uh, you're going to have to, you know, hang out with her a couple times. And uh, actually, I got to wonder is Sarah Bro trying to break into some sort of acting career? Yeah. Hmm. Could be. Let's look Could at that. Be. But I, I tell you, stay tuned to the story because there will be further headlines. There will either be headlines about him saying no or headlines of them out doing something. It's true. Hey, you guys, it's going to snow this weekend. What are you going to binge on? And I mean food, movies. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.